to the Metal Bob Live Podcast. I am your host, Metal Bob. Today's show is brought to you by Legend Picks, artist Jeremiah Kallick, and also the Texas Vinyl Coalition. You can find links to our sponsors and more on the Metal Bob Live website. There you can also find links to the latest Metal Bob gear, including shirts, hoodies, and more. On today's show, I have the honor of speaking with vocalist and guitarist Tori Stoffrigan of the New Black 7, Enough is Enough, and Motherload. We discuss new music from the New Black 7 and also his time on the road with Enough is Enough. So sit back, have a listen, and enjoy the show. Thank you. Hello, Tori. Hi there. How's it going? Hey, buddy. How you doing? Good. Sorry I was late. I uh, have never, I haven't used Skype, so I, I downloaded it, but I didn't know you had to do a bunch of stuff to uh, get going. Oh, no worries. I just, <laughs> I appreciate your time tonight, man. It means a lot. Awesome. Thank you. I, I know you, to do it. I know you said you're not a huge interview guy, man, but I wasn't going to stop bothering <laughs> you. I wasn't going to stop bothering you until you said, yeah, so <laughs> it's it, probably a good thing you did, so. <laughs> That's all good. It's all good. So you just recently moved to Boston, huh? I've been here for about a year. Okay. Yeah. It's south. It's out of the city. It's it's a nice little uh town. It's called the South Shore down here. Real laid back, just like me. Right on. So so why the move to Boston? Just somewhere somewhere you always wanted to land or what? I fell in love. Right on. <laughs> right on. Yeah. So man, yep. I, I know you've been super busy over the last few years doing this enough's enough gig, and uh, but but my my question is, so what's the status of New Black Seven? Is that something that we're gonna see again? I sure hope so. Um, I mean, that was that was kind of my my baby. That I, I mean, I put it together. I wrote the first album all by myself, and then uh, I don't know, just that we couldn't couldn't get it going. I don't know why. I mean, we did three records, and we're we have another one coming out. <laughs> so Jason, I mean, it's basically down to Jason and I now at this point, and then just using you know whoever we've used Chip for a gig and Chip and Dan. So basically, we did a, a new Black Seven gig with Enough's Enough plus Jason. Okay, which was which which was awesome. It was really cool. I'd love to do more of that, and obviously everything's on hold right now. But I sure love all the music that we did. The last one was a little too commercial for me. I'm more of a country guy, but we kind of got pulled into the old uh, Nashville pop country thing a little bit on the last one, but oh well, shit happens there. Right, right. Yeah, man, I love, I mean, I was lucky enough to see you guys uh, play at the, in Wisconsin there a few years back. Uh, oh, which gig? Uh, you guys played the Country Fest. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I got to come down and see you guys play there back then and uh I really enjoyed it. I've always enjoyed the band, you know, Closing Time and Fly Me to Freedom is probably one of my favorite songs. They're great. Oh man, thank you. Great songs. I mean, what was the inspiration behind Fly Me to Freedom? What what uh what had you writing that one? Man, I was on a flight. I can't I'm trying to it's like on a it was on an enough's enough gig and I'd gotten uh bumped on a couple flights i think because of weather and stuff and i finally got on a flight home and i'm just i don't know i was in a terrible mood i'd been traveling all day and uh there was only a few people on this flight and i'm just like girl i'm in a terrible mood 
there's a uh, there's a guy in fatigues, like a soldier, sitting kind of close to me, and the the girl strikes up a conversation with him, and uh, she's like, "You going home?" He's like, "Yeah, uh, I've been traveling for three days straight just to get home today, and I can't wait to get home." And uh, he said, "You know, my my captain told me where I was going. He's like, here you go, fly to freedom." And I was just like, "Whoa, I'm sitting here." acting like an asshole in my head. I wasn't like I was acting like an asshole, but I sure wasn't in the best of moods. And this guy was cheery as could be. And I just, that stuck with me that he said that someone told him to fly in freedom when he was leaving the middle East. And I was just like, wow, that's a great line. Yeah. That man, that's a great song, man. That's, that's a cool story. Thank very, you. Very and then we did the video. I, I took a bunch of uh, my home movies from when I was a kid. <laughs> so the video really meant a lot. I think to me and Jason using a lot of uh, our childhood videos with our parents in them and stuff. Right. Absolutely, man. Yeah, I love it. Um, hey, so I'm going to get back to Nuff's Enough. So you've, man, you've been in that band for, boy, you've been in there quite a while now. It's been over a decade. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I did take a, I took a little hiatus there in, uh, when I went to form the New Black Seven, things in my mind had kind of fallen apart completely and uh, not to get into too much, but just, I think we were in England and I think Chip and Johnny got in uh, like a shoving match at the end of a gig. It was on the last night of a tour there. And I just said, ah, I don't need, I don't need to be involved in a band that's having shoving matches and starting to get violent. I was like, so I kind of sent the email and just said, Tori's left the building and I had already met, uh, Brent Arsimet, the drummer that played on the first, well, yeah, played on all three of the records, the New Black Seven things. I'd met him in uh, Puerto Rico on a gig. And he, he's, he's a great musician and a good guy and just uh, plays every instrument, sings great. And uh, I just said, man, I'm writing these country songs. And uh, sorry, I got off track there, but. No, you're <laughs> but, all right. That's why I left. I, I just, you know, stuff was getting really weird with, with the Enough's Enough thing. So I left. I think that was around 2013 when I left there. And then I came back. I think they tried a few different things. And I had, I parked the bus. We were doing a New Black 7 thing down towards Chicago. And we parked the bus in front of Chip's house. We always remained friends. <laughs> And uh, parked the bus there, and him and I kind of reconnected. He called me soon after that. What year was that? It had to be like, I think I was gone for three years, so maybe 2015, 2016. And uh, he said, bro, if I called you next week and wanted to talk to you, he said, just say yes or no. If, <laughs> if I called you next week, bro, would you uh, listen? And I said, yep. He goes, Love you. Call you next week. And uh, that's, that's a, what he did. He called me. That's a great impression, man. <laughs> I, I can't I can't quite get the Chicago accent in there, but I get the uh, gruffness. But, yeah, he, he called me at that time, and <clears throat> I could kind of see that it was going to be really hard to tour with the New Black 7. So uh, that's when Tony, Tony Fennell had come back. And... Uh, he was like, I'm going to, I'm going to start singing. I was like, great. One less person to deal with. 
Absolutely. So that's I came back. You guys have put out uh, at least I know you put out Diamond Boy. Then you'd had there was a couple other. Well, there was at least one other album that you've recorded with them. Um, I didn't record on the the one that was coming out, Clowns Lounge. Clown. Okay. Okay. Yep. That was coming out right when I came back. That was already everything was done when I came back. So I, I think maybe I get some credit on there, but I had nothing to do with that. So, so Diamond Boy is your your latest release then with Enough's Enough. They have a new record, which I have nothing to do with as well, which is um, uh, just came out like, well, that we played the Monsters of Rock um, show. When was that? July 10th is when the new album came out. But I had nothing to do with that either. I just, Chip was, uh, you know, enough's enough as Chip's, Chip's baby. And that's, he has to do that. That's his thing. And I was doing a bunch of my own stuff at the time when they were doing the new record. So I just, I didn't have time to, uh, lend anything to it, unfortunately. Okay. You know, Chip always comes up with great melodies and everything. Chip's a great musician. Love playing with that guy. Oh yeah. He's a great guy, man. I've met him on several occasions, man. He's, he's class act, man. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I, you know, I, I noticed you've been in several bands. I mean, I, I know I know you way back. I mean, when you did Tornado Alley and you did Motherload, <laughs> the Black Mollies was another one, and that's something else I wanted to talk to you about. Now, you, the drummer Joe, is that correct? Yep. Now, was Joe he, Walton. Did he play with you in Enough's Enough for a while? Nope, never did. <laughs> okay. But you know what the funny, the funniest thing is Joe was the biggest Enough's Enough fan when we were in Tornado Alley, and... Uh, Man, he used to listen to Strength all the time. And uh, he really, he's the one that turned me on to Enough's Enough back in the day in Tornado Alley. <laughs> yeah, Strength is a great album, man. You know, them first few records were just, they're classics, man. Yeah, yeah I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I mean, every record they have has just, <laughs> the songwriting's insane, you know? It's, it's just, they're always great whether the production's great or not on some of those albums after the major label is up for debate, but the songwriting to me was always really good. Okay. So help me out, man. You, when you first got in enough's enough, there was a drummer. I want to, was his name Mike or Randy, Randy, Randy Scott. Scott. Thank you. It's it's been, it's been a while, man. So Randy, now he's doing a bunch of tour managing now. Yep, he works for Striper. Is he still doing the Striper gig? Okay. As far as I know, I mean, I don't know what anybody's doing right now. <laughs> right now, I think we're all just hoping for this crap to get over with so we can go back to work. Okay. But well, I'm assuming, I'm, I'm assuming he still is working for Striper. He was with him on the boat. Okay. So the reason I was asking, I thought maybe it was Joe <laughs> because I remember Randy having some Black Molly's drumsticks when I came to work. Yeah. Enough's enough. Well, shows. you know. That was super weird. People always ask me how I got in Enough's Enough. And um, it's funny. Alex Kane is blowing me up right now for some reason. He has no idea I'm doing this. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I played, we were on tour with the Black Mollies. This is so funny because I'm sitting here looking at an old Black Mollies, uh, our PR kit. I found, I was unpacking my stuff and I found a little uh, promo pack from the black mollies and i just put a picture of it on my facebook but we we were on tour with the black mollies when i was living in la and um 
Randy was in a band called Supermint. And we get to Cedar Falls, which was my hometown for a long time, Cedar Falls, Iowa. And uh, there's this big tour bus sitting out front of the Reverb, which is this cool upstairs rock club. And uh, I'm like, whoa, who, you know, we're headlining this gig. Who's who's the band with the cool tour bus? And it turned out to be Randy. And Randy had the bus and Superman played with us. And he, he was like, hey, man, you should come on the bus after the show. And I went up there. I was like, whoa, this is cool. And he's like, like to ride on a tour bus? I was like, yeah, that'd be great, man. He's like, well, that's cool because I love the Black Mollies. I'm going to cut the brake line in Joe's car and you and I are going to play together someday. <laughs> and uh, I think Joe moved to Kentucky and Randy ended up being the new drummer for the Black Mollies. Gotcha. Okay. Went, yeah, I went to Rocklahoma 2008. I think it's yeah, 2008 when uh, CJ, CJ, Randy, Chip, and Donnie, and CJ Zuder was going to Japan to do his disco band, and Chip was like, "Bro, we need a guitar player to fill in." I was like, I'll, "I'd love to do it," and uh, started doing that, and that was it. Like he was gone for I think three or six months, and I just ended up being the guy. Right on. Well, yeah, it makes sense now. I, you know, Randy's his name. I just kind of was drawing a blank there for a minute, but I, I, Randy did play with you in the Black Mollies. That's what I was getting at. Yep, yep. Sorry to make that a really long story. No, that's fine, man. <laughs> I, you cleared it up for me because I was drawing a blank, but I knew that he'd played with you, and I knew you guys yep. played in Enough's Enough together for for a while. So yeah, we did we did both bands for quite a while. Yeah, and that I think it's funny. Um. The Black Mollies, I ended up going to the UK with the Black Mollies because of Randy. And um, I think we went there before Enough's Enough, before I went there with Enough's Enough. But that's what kind of started my uh, international touring. Awesome. That was cool. Yeah, because I got some of the Black Molly guitar picks and I got a couple drumsticks from that Enough's Enough show (laughs) that I've seen when you guys were playing. Uh, Yeah. Yep. I'm 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 doing more uh, Black Molly stuff. Cool. I think at at one point I'd put out, <laughs> I kind of put everything out there on SoundCloud because I was like, well, the Black Mollies are kind of out of my system. It was more of a you know a pop punk younger kind of music, and I started listening to it, and I was like, well, it's just kind of rock music. Our image was more pop punk, and we jumped up and down a lot and wanted to be lit, but. Yeah, it's just, to me, it's just good rock music. And I'd gone down, I recorded a couple songs with Michael Wagner in Nashville. Okay. And uh, I just, I thought the vocals got hurried along. We did them like early in the morning and I never liked the vocals on them. So I don't, we didn't really release them, whatever releasing music means anymore. Just, we never threw those up on the internet and asked 99 cents for them. Right. But I think I'm going to, I'm going to redo the, the vocals on those and, <laughs> try to get some more black molly stuff going That'd be great. now that i have all the time in the world yeah hopefully hopefully this ain't you know forever man because i'm yeah. i'm jonesing to get out there and see some live music man yeah man uh, it, it you know it had to happen in a year that uh <laughs> we uh we were booked so much we had so many cool tours and stuff going on and it was just like we were in australia when all this kind of went down I think it was that February, Marchish area. 
And uh, we were supposed to go right from Australia to London. And then from London, we'd do like 10 shows in the UK. And then we were supposed to go to Italy. And then me and my girlfriend were going to meet <laughs> in Italy and go to the Isle of Capri for 10 days. And it was like, Merp, nope. And by the way, you're not going to tour for the rest of the year. Yeah, I know it, man. I yeah, I feel for you guys too, man, because you know that's what you do, man. And it's and you guys probably going a little stir crazy sitting around the house not doing anything. Oh man, I'm honestly making the the most of of this all just because I had had so many songs and so many projects that I I was like, man, if I ever had a little bit of time off from the road, I would have ten records out, and so. I'm just really, I, it sucks and I hate it that we can't play. And, and the future is who knows, you know, we have that faster pussycat tour is still, they pushed it back to September and every day they're like, no, no, it's still happening. I'm like, you know, it's August, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, and it's getting worse. So I don't, I don't know, but I, uh, I really don't see anyone playing for the rest of this year as far as touring and stuff. Right. But I'm I'm really like I'm getting so much done. I have a little studio here at the house, and uh, just writing and recording and doing the most with what I can. So absolutely making the best of it. Yeah, it wasn't how you planned it, but you you got your time off, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I could have used a smaller chunk of time off, but yes, absolutely. I guess at some point I'm going to have a ton of music. But you know what the problem with that is, and. It is just that the music isn't what makes you money. You know, the living of a musician now is touring. Right. The re releasing music is for people and bands that love to write music because there's sure the hell is no money in it for anyone other than Katy Perry. Right. Right. <laughs> so, man, I, this this one kind of got by me, and I didn't. I had no idea that you even did this, but you were in the Bullet Boys for a short stint. Uh, I wouldn't say I was in the Bullet Boys, but okay. I sure played with them. Okay. I wouldn't say I played with them. I played with him. With Mark. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I did. I did. I did not know that. Uh, how long did that go on for? Uh, one year. It was the longest ten years of my life. Wow. <laughs> wow. One year. I, I mean, I made. I. I have no reason to. I, that I just don't want to uh, talk shit, but you know, it's just the whole time I was in enough's enough. Enough's enough was my main thing, but they just they ended up. Yes, the bass player from the Black Mollies named Stephen Allen. He had been doing some Black Molly shows. He ended up playing bass for Mark, and then they needed a guy to fill in. <laughs> I was the fill-in guy that became permanent in every hair band, but. Um, yeah, I just I I said that I would fill in for a couple shows, and then I ended up in the U.S. Base. I think that was when Michael Thomas was kind of leaving, maybe going to Faster Pussycat. Okay. But um, yeah, and then we did a tour. He's like, "Oh, I need a guy to tour," and I was like, "Well, I don't have anything going on there." So we did a tour with Faster Pussycat and Bang Tango. Bang Tango needed a guitar player because they couldn't afford to bring a guy, so. I ended up playing guitar for them on the whole tour and uh, never got paid a penny for a month and a half of shows with two bands. Wow. Well, 
I didn't mean to bring up any old memories, man. I just thought, no. man, I didn't know nothing about you. Even I didn't even know you played with the Bullet Boys at all. I had no idea that you did that. Yeah. So I just was yep. just curious. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, looking back, it was, you know, even though I never got paid for any of it. Wow. <laughs> I got to ride around on a tour bus, I guess, for a year and made some good friends. Got to see a lot of friends. So it is what it is, right. I guess. So I, I know I, this is this is off well ain't not really off the music subject but it's off the the whole band thing but uh, you're you're big into collecting vinyl man what are some of your favorite pieces you own? Whew, man, this is funny because I just got all my vinyl back from all my stuff was at my parents in Iowa and we had to do that Monsters of Rock show in Cincinnati recently. I had my ticket bought my flight and all that and I was like. I'm just going to stop at my parents and uh, get the rest of my stuff. So we did that. And mostly what I wanted was my vinyl. And uh, so, yeah, we've just been uh, going through it a little bit. The stuff that I saw recently that I just I'm, I haven't got a chance to go through. I don't even know what I have, honestly. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I guess the the original Guns N' Roses Appetite for Destruction is one of my favorite favorite pieces that i have there kiss alive too since that's the original album that made me play music when i was 12 years old i like that piece yeah that's great that you said that because that's my that was my first actual vinyl that i own was the kiss alive 2 album and ah. that kind of put me in that whole musical direction man i just love that record oh yeah i i was a kiss fanatic and pretty much still am I mean, I love, you know, we've, we did the Kiss Cruise and just met so many cool Kiss fans over the years. And the guys from Ace and Gene's band, all those guys are super cool. We toured with Ace freely and Enough's Enough. That was super cool. Yeah. Well, Ace has done some great records over the last decade, man. That guy's really been putting them out. Yeah. 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 That was a, that was a fun tour. We went. I bet. Yeah, it's cool. So, so who were some of your musical influences growing up? You know, guitar players, singers, or whatever. You know, it doesn't. You know, it, anybody stand out? Well, I would say it started with maybe Eddie Van Halen, Ace. Those two guys were my. Uh, since Kiss Alive Two is, I spent a lot of time jumping off my bed with a tennis racket to the gatefold open on kiss alive Two, and then uh van halen one really just like turned my head around i remember telling my mom and dad oh i, I learned this song off this van halen this is the best guitar player in the world i just i learned this song off there called you really got me i didn't even you know like i was young i didn't even know it was a, a kink song right but i was like <laughs> i'm just sliding the chords back and forth going Wow, I can play a Van Halen song. That, that's <laughs> great, man. That's yeah, awesome. so I mean, Eddie and Ace were my earliest, and then once I graduated uh, high school in Iowa, I went to I went to GIT in Hollywood when I was eighteen, right out of high school, from the cornfields of Iowa right to downtown Hollywood, which was quite shocking. And uh, there I met Paul Gilbert 
he was like the guy that I learned the most from, I would say, and basically became a huge influence on my playing after that. He's just, I thought he was the most incredible guitar player. I still think he's incredible. Oh, Paul's amazing. Yeah. I, I don't think people give him enough credit because of the shredder thing, but the guy can play anything. Oh, he can. Yeah. yeah. I, was, I was fortunate enough. I've, I've seen Paul do a few other, you know, do some off stuff, but I got to see Mr. Big a few years ago. And man, you, I don't know if you've ever seen Mr. Big live, but my God, that is just a monster show. Oh yeah. I, I remember seeing those guys at the Lone Star in Kansas city, which is like a pretty small club and just does so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. That guy's amazing. He's a monster. That's what I call yeah. him. He's a monster. He's not human. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep, for sure. Oh man. Well, I'll tell you what, Tori, man, it's been great talking to you, man. I, I don't want to hold you up all night, man, but, uh, you know, yeah, man. Good talking to you. Yeah, I appreciate the stories and the, you know, you know, <laughs> got if, off on a few tangents there. You're probably like, I got to get out and get rid of this guy. Oh, <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. You know, I was, you know, I enjoy it, man. I, I enjoy hearing the stories behind, you know, how things became what they were. You know, it's kind of, yeah. it's kind of cool. Yeah, you we know, skipped Motherload though. I don't want to take up a lot more of your time, but the, this record that I did that's out, it's coming out on August 28th. Um, was a band I had in 1994 in Kansas City. Um, the album did pretty good, like nationwide. It was like number one in Salt Lake City. I think we sold 5,000 units just in that city alone. All right. But I never, uh, it was kind of, you know, 90, 95, I think is when that came out. And kind of grunge had taken over. And the singer was, he was still singing like Iron, Iron Maiden. And I was writing these like Alice in Chains songs. And I was always just like, man, I'd love to go back and sing those the way that I heard those when I wrote them. And I finally did. I got I found the, the two inch tapes, had a studio in Iowa, uh, put them on Pro Tools and I redid all the vocals and I'm releasing that on at the end of August. Yeah, you just you just released one on the on your Facebook page, correct? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah damn yep yeah, that's so fans of heavy rock yeah they shit lots of shredding guitar playing and uh you know just like sounds like what music was in 1995 and i know a lot of people that enjoy that style besides myself awesome so you say that whole thing's gonna come out here here in a couple weeks yep yep so Check it out. <laughs> oh, I will, buddy. I will. No, no doubt, man. I, I like, I like to dig into a lot of everything. So I, yeah. sure, I sure will. And we, yeah. And we have another, uh, we're finishing up a new black seven, probably an EP. Cause I think we've, we've released a bunch of singles since the last, the last CD. So I think we're going to, uh, put those all on CD. If people buy those anymore, I'm not sure. I guess we'll find out. But uh, and we did a cover and I'm I was asking a lot of guitar player friends to contribute to. I did a lay down Sally. Like, uh, yeah, like kind of Clapton's version. OK, but uh, I had a bunch of guitar player friends of mine send me solos. So I'm probably going to have a 10 minute version of that with as many people. I'm still taking solos. So if any guitar players hear this and want to send me a a solo i can send them the rhythm part and they can and doesn't even have to be guitar i said hell 
play whatever you want over it and I'll sift through it and see if it's cool enough to put on a record. That's a pretty slick idea, man. I like that. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Got that from Dweezil Zappa when he did that staying alive with all those guitar players. You get you get enough guys on it, you might have to make it a double album, man. <laughs> yeah. Continue now on side four. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> Please turn the record over. That's great, man. I love it. So awesome. What, Thanks for letting me mention that. Oh, no problem, man. You know, I, I did I did bring up Motherlobe, but I never we never got into it. So I'm glad you did. So Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So but cool. no, it was great having you, man. I appreciate it. Is there anything you'd like to promote uh, besides Motherload? When's the new Black 7 coming out? Is there a release date for that? We don't. Uh, Jason is an awesome artist. He's done all the artwork for uh, new Black 7 stuff. He's working on a cover right now. So I think we're trying to stagger it, uh, you know, so everything doesn't come out at the same time. So probably just uh, maybe in October, I would say. Okay. Well, I'm yeah. definitely looking forward to that, man. You know, I always enjoyed, you know, watching a lot of those videos you'd post, man. Are you singing some of that stuff or some of the old school country stuff, man? I always thought you, you had a real good knack for that stuff, man. Oh, thanks. That's, that's what I grew up with in, in Iowa. My, I, of course, rebelled against my parents' country music and went into uh, rock and roll, grew my hair out, moved to Hollywood. <laughs> but you know what? When I when I came back to it later in life, at one point when I would make fun of that stuff, I came back to it and I was like, it just it felt really comfortable. And some of the Black Molly stuff that I sang was it was a little out of my range. And uh, when I came back to singing country music, I was like, Jesus, this, this is where my voice is. I have a low voice, you know. Right. It's kind of trashed right now from singing so much, but <laughs> yeah. Well, that's great, man. I appreciate it, buddy. Awesome, man. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely, man. Maybe we can have you back on uh, when the new Black 7 comes out or any of those other albums you're working on. Awesome, man. Thank you so much. I hope everybody out there is hanging in there with the mental health and keeping healthy. So, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll talk to you soon. Perfect, Tori. Appreciate you, brother. All right, man. Take, Take care. it easy. Bye-bye. That concludes today's episode of the Metal Bob Live podcast. Please go to our website to check our sponsor links. And thank you for listening. Metal Bob out.